0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host Victor Manash. On today's episode, we're talking about timing the market. But first, if you're liking what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, tell two friends about it. Think about two people who you know would benefit from being a regular listener to the show. Don't keep it to yourself. Spread the love. Today, we're talking about timing the market, and that often means trying to intercept the economic cycle about when to buy and when to sell. This discussion conjures up images of the large real estate cycle that took place from say the mid-1990s and peaked in 2007, followed by the massive credit crisis of 2008, which bottomed out prices in many real estate markets in 2012. And from there, we built up to the prices that we see in today's market in 2018. Well, we're not talking about that cycle. There's a second market cycle that is equally important, and that's the leasing cycle. Many of you are landlords, whether you invest in single-family homes or are active in the multifamily asset class. The market cycle is specific to your city and to your specific asset type. For example, if you're near a major university and your target tenants are students, you can expect that 95% of your moves will happen on July 1st. There's no point delivering a new building in October. You'd be like the retailer who missed Christmas. There can be moves outside of those key dates, but they're pretty pretty rare. Most moves in the student housing market are going to happen around that first week of July or the first week of August at the very latest. Whenever we start a new construction project, we think very carefully about when the building will achieve its certificate of occupancy and when the actual leasing process will start. That's a, that's a process that's going to take several months and it's going to be a function of absorption. There's a window of greater activity in virtually every market. In many markets, especially in the northern parts of the country where winter is a factor, the majority of leasing activity is concentrated in a five-month period that stretches from April through to August. Leasing does occur during other months of the year, but it's much slower. And in my experience, the slowest period is from the end of November until the end of February. So there's a solid four-month window of very, very slow activity. If your target market is young professionals, they too have a market cycle for when they tend to move. They rarely move during winter months. If you complete a brand new building in September or October, you can virtually guarantee that that building will sit largely vacant until the start of the spring market. Some tenants are looking for those off-cycle months. When that happens, I'm instantly more wary. Why do they need to move in the middle of February? Are we being approached by someone who's maybe just been evicted? The other factor that plays into off-cycle moves are relationship breakups. A marital relationship can dissolve at any time of the year, and sometimes homeowners enter the rental market because of a relationship breakup. Sometimes tenants appear at unusual times because their home is facing an insurance claim, maybe due to flooding or fire, and they need a place for several months or longer while their home is being restored. There are extenuating situations which can bring very good tenants, so definitely approach each situation with an open mind. But for planning purposes, you wanna pay attention to the annual market cycle and make sure that your construction schedules and your renovation schedules, if you're doing a repositioning, are symbiotic with the natural cycle. Failure to do so can mean many months of extended vacancy, higher carrying costs, and negative cash flow. I don't want you to get the idea that we always do this perfectly. My partners and I just completed an 11-unit building in Philadelphia. The address is 1228 West College Avenue. And it was a brand new construction was completed last November. Our timing in the market was completely off. We managed to lease one unit after a couple of months, but the building remained largely empty over the entire winter. We had to carry an empty building until the start of the spring market. We made the decision to stick with our original rental targets, knowing that we were at a step with the market cycle. We didn't advertise all the units in the building at once. We only advertised 2 units at a time. So we didn't create the perception in the market there was something wrong with the building. In reality, there was nothing wrong with the building. Our timing was off, that was it. Today, the building's at 100% occupancy. We hit our rental targets in terms of rental rates, and this enabled us to get the valuation we're expecting, and we're actually completing a refinance this week on that building, enabling us to get 100% of our initial investment back as part of the refinance. If we'd given into the temptation to drop rents and try and fill the building faster, we would have attracted the wrong types of tenants, we would have damaged the value of the building by offering lower rents, and we certainly would not have been able to refinance the property to recover the full value. So the message is simple. Make sure you pay attention to the annual cycle. We usually get that part right, but if you get it wrong, don't panic. Make sure you have enough financial reserves built into the project to survive the winter and preserve the value of your asset. In the meantime, as you're thinking about that, go make some great things happen. Have an awesome day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.